Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Always stuff out a good story. The Rugby League mole, Tony Adams. How are you, sir? Yeah, doing well, Ricardo. And it's uh, 6 o'clock here in Sydney and the 6 o'clock news has just started and uh, a rugby league story of sorts is, is leading the news. I, I don't know if the news has got over there, but uh, finally, after 40 years, uh, the former Newtown Jet, Chris Dawson, has been found guilty of murdering his wife, Lynette. So... Uh, we just can't keep rugby league uh, out of the headlines, sadly, and not the sort of story we would like to hear. But um, this has been brewing for a long time. It took took forty years to to come to this verdict, but uh, I think justice was done. Wow, that uh, that is surprising. I hadn't heard that story when you said Newtown Jets. I was like, are they back? Is that our eighteenth, uh, our nine, <laughs> our next team, our next expansion team? Bring it on! Bring the Jets yeah. back. Mate, oh no, that's uh, that's no good. That's no good at all, uh, Molly. I mean, has that has this been an ongoing thing? Why forty years later? Well, I think basically the the police botched the whole thing up uh, in the early days. Uh, uh, Chris Dawson just said she disappeared. Um, I remember I was a young journalist at the time, and I, I was told by multiple. Uh, uh, players at, at the time, journos at the time, uh, you know, they knew there was there was something very wrong. The family has been fighting for forty years for this day, so it's a you know it's a it's a massive uh, achievement. Uh, it, it really only came to light again because of the work of a, a journalist who put together a podcast uh, about the whole thing uh, that forced the police to act and. Uh, Finally, uh, today we had judgment, judgment Day, and uh, he was taken away in handcuffs. So, um, you know, I, I don't think he'll, he'll see freedom again, considering he's in his seventies. No, probably not. Probably not. Geez, a podcast. It this sounds like a movie plot, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I, I think uh, uh, you might have struck something there because the, don't be surprised if uh, there's a movie made out of this story because it, it is a fascinating one and. And now that the family is, is of Lynette Dawson, uh, uh, the murdered wife, is, is demanding uh, that he reveal uh, where the, the body is buried. Uh, but uh, he's maintaining his innocence, of course. He's going to appeal, of course. Uh, so I don't think the family's going to get much joy there, sadly. Yeah, no, that is sad for them, mate. Um, uh, you know... Um you don't, you don't, you don't want to see that happen. And I, to be honest, I mean, I don't remember the bloke, but uh, uh, you know, uh, that was that was I was ten years old when that happened, so it was a couple of years ago for me. Uh, Tony probably yeah. wasn't on my radar back then when it happened, mate. But uh, I do have to say, uh, we have had another disappearance uh, today, and that is the disappearance of the entire starting thirteen from the Penrith Panthers. Um, they've they've gone. That we're not going to cite them this weekend. What did you make of that? Yeah, well, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Uh, I, I can understand Ivan Cleary. Uh, he's got the minor premiership sewn up. 
so he, he's got the luxury of, of resting players. You, you talk to players this time of year, they've all got niggling little injuries uh, that they play with every week. I, I, I think it's a, a, a pretty well-known, uh, not-so-secret uh, fact about the NRL that there's uh, pain-killing injections uh, before every game for a lot of players. So uh, it just gives him a chance to... Um, you know, give these guys uh, the weekend off. It's also a, a big weekend in that uh, they would have had to travel to Townsville and back, which is a good uh, three-hour flight. So, uh, you know, the, these guys get to put their feet up at home. But uh, you can bet that if uh, by some chance the Panthers lose uh, their their first semi-final, uh, it'll come back to bite him and people will say he did the wrong thing. So uh, he, he sort of put his head on the chopping block a little bit, but uh, I can c- certainly understand his reasons. Yeah, you can. I, I do wonder, though, um, you know, I was just talking to uh, Pete Fairburn um, in the last hour who uh, does a bit of work for the Queensland Reds and is... Uh, previously been involved in a bunch of different sporting organisations. And, you know, he was talking about the AFL um, and how maybe they've shown the NRL up a wee bit. It wouldn't be the first time uh, with a bit more forward thinking <laughs> out of Melbourne, mate, to be, to be fair. Uh, but, you know, they, ha- they have a round where everybody gets a rest. And what they've done in that round is they've decided, well, let's, you know, put the ladies in the spotlight. First round of the AFLW gets played on a weekend when there is no men's footy. So, uh, you know, it gets all of the attention. I mean, that... That sounds like a great idea, and it doesn't sound seem to me like you have to be a, a brain surgeon to figure that out. Um, chances this happening next season with the NRL? Yeah, well, there are some rather big egos uh, that run the NRL. I'm not going to name names, but I think you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> and uh, I don't think they'll want to follow in the AFL simply because uh, people will say, ah, they're just copying them and, you know, they're stealing their ideas. So uh, I can't see it happening. But, yeah, you're right. It's it's a good idea. Very very smart. And it'll get the, uh, the, the women's AFL off to a flying start. Yeah, indeed it will, mate. Indeed it will. Hey, uh, I don't know. You've, you, you have, uh, as your name your nickname suggests, mate, um, your nose to the ground, uh, there is some rumours doing the rounds here that have just popped up on social media in the last couple of hours. Uh, about the Warriors. Now, obviously, you, you're well aware that they've played about three years in Australia with uh, very few home games. And there was some talk that yeah. maybe the NRL could give them every home game in New Zealand next season with the uh, the clubs who have you know got their home games playing, playing their home games outside of Auckland. You know, Napier, we've seen the Storm do that. We've seen teams play in Wellington and Dunedin and Christchurch uh, in Auckland and uh, at other stadiums, at Whangarei even. Um, but no, in typical NRL style, apparently the Warriors are only getting nine home games in 2023. Uh, have you heard anything about this? Yeah, I've heard they've, they've, they've been tossing up what, what to do with the Warriors and uh, you, you basically uh, laid out all the possibilities. Um, I haven't heard an exact number, but I've, I've heard it, it will probably be less than 10 Uh and, uh, yeah, you, you wonder about the fairness of it. And Warriors fans, you know, they, they've had to put up with a lot, not to mention the, the players and their families. So it would have been a, a wonderful gesture, if not every game, certainly, you know, the, the majority of their games. Give them, say, out of uh, 24 rounds, uh, I don't think too many people would have, would have been uh, uh, against them playing, say, 15 games at home and... Uh, nine on the road, maybe against all the Sydney teams. So it's just a direct flight to Sydney rather than the, the long hauls to, 
to Melbourne, to uh, uh, the Cowboys, to Newcastle. Uh, the, the ones that are, are difficult where they've got to either get two flights or get a flight and a bus. So uh, that that would have been a, a nice way to do it. But uh, as you well know, the, the Warriors don't get many favours from rugby league headquarters. And uh, I think we're about to see another example of that. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking nine games at Mount Smart. I kind of thought, well, maybe there's a couple that they're going to play elsewhere. Maybe they'll take a game to Christchurch, they'll take a game to Wellington, something like that. Uh, but that's still only 11. Uh, what chance then, uh, Molly? We'll do the uh, do the NRL uh, bingo. Uh, the Warriors in Perth. Yeah, well, um, the problem is uh, the Warriors have gone to Perth a few times in the past, and it's a it's a long trip. Like uh, it makes you realise how big a country Australia is. Like I think it's five six hours from Sydney. You you cross three time zones and. That's in addition to the time zone uh, from uh, New Zealand to, to land in Sydney for starters. So it's a big ask. And uh, I know uh, whenever they've had to play in Perth, they've struggled as a result. So, you know, it, it, it wouldn't be doing them any favours, put it that way. No, not at all, mate. Not at all. Now, uh, we've got the final round robin, ga- uh, round robin games coming up this weekend, starting on Thursday night with the Eels taking on the Storm. Uh, what is shaping up as a bit of a, a quarter-final ahead of the semi-finals, isn't it? And the winner of this uh, gets the extra life, gets top four. Yeah, exactly. And I just saw Brad Arthur on TV uh, uh, saying what, what a vital game it is for his team and for Melbourne. Uh, uh, he, he points to history uh, quite rightly. And uh, you finish in the top four, your chances of winning the comp are, are far greater. You, you basically get two bites at the cherry. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's a massive game. Uh, they, they've both announced their lineups, and uh, they're certainly not resting players like the Panthers. Uh, they're, they're both pretty much full strength, so uh, it should be a beauty, particularly after the Storm's very physical game against the Roosters last week. Yeah, and I tell you what, I still don't figure, I still can't figure out how Nelson Asafa Solomon is allowed to play this weekend. Um, I mean, we saw him do that uh, that forearm slash elbow drop on Wade Egan's face a few weeks ago. He did it again last week. Still only considered a minor offence, although uh, Graham Annesley, um, probably most effectual as a doorstop in, in his ongoing career, I think, uh, has said that players who, who repeatedly attract minor charges might get looked at harder. But, uh, mate, I mean, are you surprised that nothing more has been done about uh, those elbow drops from Nelson Asafa Solomon? I mean, I don't even know how they're considered minor charges because they're clearly deliberate strikes to the face of an opponent. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm quite bemused by the whole thing. And he, as you say, he, he's a re- repeat offender. Uh, there's a few in the storm in that category. I'm, I'm surprised Cameron Munster uh, wasn't hit with more charges. He... He went a little bit berserk against the Roosters and was slapping people and head-slamming them and doing all sorts of things. And then we have Felice Cafusi, who's uh, well-known for, uh, uh, shall we say, rather dubious high shots. So, uh, yeah, there's certainly been some controversy and and a lot said about uh, uh, the three of them, uh, more specifically uh, Asofa Solomona, who can consider himself very lucky to be playing this week. And... uh, uh, you can you can bet that the refs will be keeping a, a close watch on him, but uh, yeah, I think he dodged a bullet. Yeah, I think he's he's, do, he's dodged several. He's he's almost like uh, Neo in the Matrix. 
Yeah. Way you go. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a matrix watcher, but I'll take your uh, word for it. <laughs> um, Molly, what about uh, the Brisbane Broncos? Is there any heat on Kevy Walters, or is this all on the players? Because they have absolutely, uh, how can we put this delicately, defecated the bed in the last six weeks, haven't they? Yeah, they have, and it's a real disappointment because mid-season the Broncos along with the Cowboys, were, were the two big success stories of the year. Uh, mm. No one really expected the Broncos to uh, improve much on the last couple of seasons where they've been abysmal. It's basically uh, the, the same lineup, but they've obviously uh, got some good young players who are now a year older, and uh, you know they were knocking off some of the NRL's big guns and doing it in style. But, uh, yeah, the last few weeks, particularly in defence, they've, they've leaked a lot of points. I think it's... Uh, well over a hundred in their last two games, so um, yeah, it's a it's a worry, and um, you know I I think Kevy will probably survive simply because they they have improved on the last couple of years, but uh, he's going to want to win some games early next year. Let's put it that way. Yeah, well, I mean, when Ben Eichen got the uh, the job upstairs, he seemed to sort of, you know, go and, well, you're going to have to implement an O'Dickens policy, and they got rid of a bunch of people and decided, you know, suggested that the culture was a lot better. But this reeks of all those problems they had about two years ago. So, uh, I mean, are you aware of if there is a player problem in the dressing room and is it guys that are still going to be there next season or is it guys that they are moving on? Well, if a few of the pro- problem players, uh, as you so... Uh, politely put it, the dickheads have been moved on. I think basically the the team at the moment is a bunch of good young blokes. But I think some teams, and I think your Warriors are also guilty of this, they just find 26 rounds or 25 rounds just too long. You know, you look at a few teams and they've basically bundied off the last few weeks. Uh, uh, the difference with the Broncos is that they were right in finals contention. Uh, you could say the same for Manly. They've, they've been absolutely abysmal the, the last few weeks when it looked like they were certain finalists. So, yeah, some some clubs, some players, uh, they just struggle with the intensity. Uh, and maybe that's uh, what Ivan Cleary was thinking when he decided to rest his players. Uh, you know, it's been, been a long season. Penrith have maintained that standard of excellence, but uh, I'm sure it's come at a cost as far as uh, uh, putting their bodies on the line every week. So, uh, you know, there, there was a lot to weigh up, and, and that was probably part of what he considered lo- looking at these other clubs and how they've fallen away so badly. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you mentioned Manly, too. I was going to bring them up because, I mean, after Rainbow Shirt Gate, um, everything went sideways for them. And, you know, we, we saw guys who said, we're not wearing this because we're, um, you know, of our religious affiliation or whatever it happens to be, our beliefs. Uh, and you go, all right, okay, all right, I don't agree with you, but all right. Uh, and then a bunch of them start doing signals uh, and after a game for a bloke who stabbed someone in a church parking lot in support of him. So I'm not quite sure where the morals are at for those seven blokes. Uh, are those blokes that Desi Hasler will be looking to move on as well? Because it seems like there's definitely been a split after the old rainbow shirt gate at Manly. Yeah, I can tell you, uh, talking to some players, that all is not well at Manly. There's a there's a definite split in the ranks. The, the guys who did play are basically dirty on the ones who didn't because it's uh, imploded their season. And, uh, you know, they, they, they were looking... Uh, pretty healthy, you know, sixth or seventh, uh, I think, at the time. And uh, I don't think they've won a game since. So it's it's just been an, an absolute unmitigated disaster. 
But uh, the, the problem Desi has, uh, those seven players, about four or five of them are, are four or five of his best players. So, you know, do you, do you move them all on? It's uh, it's a difficult one. And, and the other thing is uh, there's plenty of people who want Des moved on as well. So uh, it's not a happy camp, I can tell you that. Are the drums beating for Des? Do you think he'll be there next season? I think he'll survive for next season, but that's the last season of his contract. And I think uh, at that stage, uh, they'll say, uh, thanks for coming, Des, but uh, we're going to look elsewhere. Uh, But a lot can happen in 12 months. You know, Manly could win a comp. Who knows? Wow. (laughs) Rugby League's such a strange game. You you wouldn't uh, bet on it, but if they can get Tommy Turbo back on the field and and feel their full-strength lineup, you know, they they can beat anyone on their day, Manly. And and Des is a premiership-winning coach, so, uh, you know, stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened, mate. Uh, I Yeah, if you can keep Tommy Turbo fit for a full 12 months, that would be that, that would be a handy start as well. Uh, we talk about teams that uh, have been struggling. What about teams that, uh, I've said this to a couple of people actually, because we talk about the teams at the pointy end, and a team that continually seems to not get talked about, even though they're second in the comp, is the Sharks. Uh, where are you on Craig Fitzgibbon and this team? Can, given that they've got you know, the experience of Dale Finucane and, and Wade Graham, uh, I mean, are they a, a real premiership threat, given that no one's talking about them? Well, the interesting thing about the Sharks, uh, they, they've, they've sort of, as you say, they've, they've slipped under the radar most of the season. But I, I really like the the balance of their team. They, they've got some really good young players. Uh, they, they've got some experienced guys like Andrew Fafita who've who won comps. Uh, they've got Nico Hines who uh, is right up there in the Dally M's. He's, he's been a great buy for them. Uh, and the other thing with the Sharks, um, they're likely to get a home semi. They're almost certain to get one. And uh, uh, Craig Fitzgibbon, he's turned points bet stadium, as it's now called, uh, into a real fortress. They've only lost one game there all year. So uh, it's a big leg up uh, if they can win that first final and uh, then get another final at home. Uh, you know, but, but they could be the uh, the Smokies in the finals. Yeah, I think so. I think they really could. Uh, what about uh, your old mate Sticky, Ricky Stewart? Uh, I mean, his Raiders have been on a fantastic run uh, they came from well back. Uh, the Broncos, obviously, and Manly, um, not helping themselves, and, and certainly helping the Raiders' cause. But I mean, uh, the Raiders have have just won, 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 uh, you know, and, and managed to grind out results when they needed to. They finished with the Tigers, so I think that just about guarantees them the eight, uh, doesn't it? Um, what have you made of them, and how much further do you think they can go? Yeah, well, mid-season, uh, everyone thought that they were an absolute disaster, and. Uh, they were questioning uh, Ricky. They were questioning the, the the players whether it was a, a happy camp. But uh, whereas all these other clubs we've mentioned have, have faded, the, the, the Raiders really just charged home. Uh, it's a Melbourne Cup tr- type uh, preparation. You know, they're they're storming towards the finish line at the right end of the season. And uh, look, they'll they'll get that eighth spot for sure. But uh, I I can't quite see them matching the the, the likes of the Panthers, the Sharks, the the Storm, the Roosters, but uh, really when, when they analyse their season, uh, assuming they, they bow out uh, in uh, on uh, next week, and, uh, you know, I think they'll uh, be quite pleased with just having got to the finals after such a terrible start to the season. Yeah, no, I think so. I think you're right there, mate. And uh, finally, uh, if 
the Eels versus the Storm isn't the game of the round. Uh, surely it's the Roosters Rabbitohs. Uh, what do you think? Uh, who do you think takes this one out? Yeah, well, it's going to be massive. It's a it's a sellout at the new uh, Sydney Football Stadium, and I've I've seen uh, the the football stadium. And I've just come back from a quick quick trip to the USA, and I I went to Yankee Stadium, and you know that that was a real eye opener. But looking at uh, the football stadium, it, it, it's right up there with it, and uh, the, the the price tag, uh, which is several hundred million dollars, it, it should be, but. Uh, yeah, that that just adds to the uh, the excitement and the flavour. They they had an o- opening ceremony the other night, which they got uh, about fifty thousand people to with, with uh, musicians, Guy Sebastian and and the like. And uh, yeah, look, the, these two teams, uh, there's plenty of hatred there, and it goes back a hundred years. And Russell Crowe, uh, my old mate, is always big to fuel the uh, the hatred. So yeah, with with so much on the line, uh, it should, should be a ripper. And uh, I, I really can't pick a winner. I think there's very little between them. Uh, and interestingly, Latrell Mitchell was given the week off. Uh, South insists he's playing, but he's gone bush. So whether he comes back before the weekend, uh, we'll have to wait and see. It sort of all adds to the intrigue. It does. Well, they are without Campbell Graham South, but the uh, the Roosters out. No Daniel Tupo, no Lindsay Collins, no Victor Radley. So. Probably kind of evens itself out a bit. Yeah, it's a it's a tough one to pick, Molly. Looking forward to it. And uh, uh, what have you made of the news too? Just before you go, uh, Joseph Suwali, the Wallabies offering him stupid amounts of money to go and play f- uh, union for five years. Yeah, look, Joe, I'm hearing his name. I'm hearing Tommy Turbo. I'm hearing Cameron Munster. It sounds like uh, the rugby union uh, authorities are chasing half the NRL. Um, you know, good luck to them. Some, some players are mercenaries, you know. We've seen plenty of players down the years. Uh, Wendell Saylor, Lottie Takiri, Matt Rogers, uh, all make the move to rugby union. But interestingly, they all came back. And <laughs> whenever a player defects, I, I, I say that, they they all come back. So uh, it'll be interesting. They, they might spend a couple of years there. But uh, to me, le- league's uh, a far superior game. I I know some of your uh, listeners will disagree, but uh, to me, league's faster. The players are fitter, stronger. The the rules are better, and uh, you know. So uh, if the players do go, it'll, it'll be a money thing. But uh, there's plenty of mercenaries out there who, who will take the big money. And uh, if you and I are offered it, we'd probably take it too. Yeah, well, you know, I don't disagree with you about it being a better product, mate. Um, and you know, it was, while we're speaking of mercenaries, you can't forget that. Uh, uh, James Tamo, uh, Kiwi Jim, as we like to refer to him over here, um, yeah. has got his last game for the Tigers this weekend. Uh, do you know uh, if he is going to play again next season? There was some chat around that the Tigers had offered him another year um, and, and that the Warriors might have been sniffing around. Have you heard any more on that? Yeah, I did hear those rumours, but uh, as it stands, I was talking to Tim Sheens the other day and uh, it's more than likely he'll retire, but... Having said that, he'll he'll keep a role in, within the club. He's he's very well, well respected by all the Islander boys, and uh, as we know, uh, Islander boys are, are basically dominating the NRL club. So uh, you know he, he'll get some sort of uh, welfare uh, admin role, and uh, you know he, he's been a good ambassador for the Tigers. He's very popular with his fellow players. Uh, not so popular with the referees, of course, after that spray uh, that got him suspended last week. But uh, uh, everyone agrees that's that's out of character, and he 
he's not that sort of person and he did apologise and he got a week taken off his suspension as a result and uh, gets to play his final game this weekend and uh, yeah, I think that'll be it. I think he'll be hanging up the boots. Yeah, all right, good stuff, Molly. Thanks very much for coming on and giving us so much time, mate. Keep up uh, the good work as well. Uh, always uh, keeping your nose, nose to the ground, mate, and coming up with all the best stories out of rugby league. Really appreciate it. My pleasure, Ricardo. Talk soon. Will do, mate. Uh, Tony Adams there, the uh, rugby league mole. You follow him on Twitter. Always has the stories first.